0: It's time for sales with Sully. Your host, Scott Sullivan, brings his 30 years of sales and marketing experience to you, the sales professional, addressing your questions from Twitter to help you be better at reaching your goals. This is a weekly show that happens right here on inspirednewsradio.com. And now your host, Scott Sullivan. Here we are again sales with sully hi everyone i'm scott sullivan i am your host for the next 30 minutes as i guide you through sales and marketing everything that you need to know and all the things that you've asked and all the questions and comments and everything else you've put up on social media and i take all of that information turn it into a weekly show right here on inspired news radio and we talk about sales and marketing I really appreciate each and every one of you coming back and while you're thinking about it right now just go to the bottom of that page and hit subscribe and like and all those fun things so that we know that you are here every single week if you want to find us it's real simple it's at sales with Sully on all of the social media platforms of course on Facebook Instagram and Twitter at sales with Sully if you have a comment a question a concern something you want to talk about all these other cool things about you know uh, during the Uh, about sales and marketing on social media then that is the place to just throw in your comments send me a direct message if you agree disagree like or don't like let me know i love your feedback this week we started talking uh, uh early this week we started talking about the competitive edge what what does it take to be more competitive, more you know, be better, faster, stronger than your competition? And there, out of this came uh, an acronym or an anagram, actually, I think it's called uh, when. The People started talking. One of the things that came through social media was the word EDGE, E-D-G-E, and what it stood for, and each of the letters had a meaning to them, and they shared that with us, so... I'm not exactly sure where or who coined this uh, anagram at the beginning of time, but somewhere along the way, it has been morphed and and uh, republished and repurposed and talked about, and I have talked to a variety of different people, and there are a lot of people that actually have it on their website, have talked about it, but none of them that I can find is the actual true origin. If you know, I would love to hear about it for the person who actually coined the phrase so that I can give them the credit that they are due because we're going to talk about it today. So during the course of this conversation that we were having on social media, we started talking about the competitive edge, what it took to be a, a stronger competitor, to be you know more fierce, and do you have to have this warrior's heart was a, was a big thing that everybody talked about. Uh, a lot of people on, on social media were talking about how You had to get up earlier, uh, stay up later, be smarter, be faster, be everything, all of those things that you have to be in order to uh, beat your competition. And there was a lot of pretty heated debate around, you know, is is that true? and, And what is the real truth behind it? So we've kind of boiled it down, and we went back and forth, and we talked about it. And this this Uh, anagram came out from all of this conversation and its edge the e stands for evaluate and we're going to talk about that each one of these just separately in just a minute the d is disruption or disrupting the status quo changing the norm if you will g is for a giver's heart and a giver's mind so you have to have you know there's no h for humility so we we kind of morph the g into that how to be humble but we call it a giver's heart and a giver's mindset and then e of course was all about the execution how do we actually execute and make all of our dreams and all of our goals come true because we had a plan and then we actually executed that plan so we're going to talk about each one of those tonight just for a few minutes and we're going to we're going to just kind of look at it from a sideways view and also from the top and from the bottom looking at what it takes to be a competitor to have a competitive edge in this Marketplace. Thanks for listening to Sales with Sully. That's what we're going to be doing tonight, and I really appreciate each and every one of you joining, because as you know, I could not do what I do without you, the listener, and I really appreciate it, and I super appreciate all of the feedback that you give me on social media, all the great things in the comments that you guys make. Some of them are even nice. I couldn't believe it this week. It was great. <laughs> so we had a we had a very uh, stimulating conversation over the week and uh, back and forth on social media so feel free to join in anytime at sales with Sully on all of the social media platforms weigh in give us your two cents let us know what's going on Instagram Facebook and of course the Twitter so and if you want to find me on LinkedIn it's not hard it's just Scott Sullivan and I am just popping up everywhere on LinkedIn so feel free to connect and follow And share and like and all of those things. And don't forget to subscribe to Sales with Sully right here on Inspired News Radio. So tonight, talking about the competitive edge, the E is for evaluate. Now we could talk an entire we could do an entire show on just the word evaluate. You know what what exactly does that mean? Does that mean look at a at a situation from every perceivable angle, uh, pick it apart, look deep under the hood, you know, forwards backwards, take it out for a test drive, all of those things. But I think the evaluate in this particular case uh, using this anagram is that we want to Just look at a very high level so so climb up to a 50 or 90,000 foot view and look down at the scenario that's laid out in front of you and do an evaluation and what I mean by that is you evaluate you know is this the right customer is it the right margin do I have the right product or service for this particular client is there you know are there things that I need to know are there visible potholes things that are going to you know roadblocks and obstacles are there what seems to be you know cracks in the sidewalk that I want to make absolutely sure I I avoid? So the evaluation, the E is not just specific to one thing or the other, it's it's first start at the overall picture. So if you were buying a house, they, they call it curb appeal. You know, standing out on the curb and looking at the house, what does it look like? Does it have, you know, mature landscaping? And, you know, what's the color? Is the color vibrant of the house? And, you know, all those things that make a house, you know, attractive from the street as you drive by. So evaluation in this particular scenario is not only an in-depth of certain specifics, but also a very high general look as we evaluate the entire landscape. We look at the entire map in a a 360 degree view from a very high vantage point so that we know exactly what we're getting ourselves into during uh, this particular process. So that competitive edge now can also be applied to each of those categories that I find within the evaluate. So am I doing, you know, we're all familiar with the term SWAT, you know, the strength, the weaknesses, uh, the obstacles, and, you know, the, the things that are going to cause us, uh, you know, night terrors and sweats, <laughs> you know, the things that are going to keep us awake uh, at night. So we can go through and look at each of those that we had determined on our evaluation, and we can do a little bit of a, a mini SWOT analysis for each one of uh, of those. So the, if the threat is real, then is the opportunity real? Is the uh, you know what are we actually looking at from a strategic standpoint? Is that going to be something that's going to be worth? the pain and suffering you know that's one of the things that we talk about during the evaluation is is this customer, uh, does he meet all the criteria? Are they a marquee account and all these other things that go along with that? And then what is the profit or volume that they're going to bring you? And then what are going to be the positives from that? And what are also going to be the negatives? Meaning, are they going to be a tough client to deal with? Is this going to be somebody that we're going to have to spend an inordinate amount of time uh, to keep them happy and, and keep them satisfied as a customer? So there are some clients that are just that way. they're so big that they can really, really add to your bottom line and they can really add uh, you know, to your volume and your, your sizing. you know you can you can have all of these economies of scale because you have this one big client. But if it takes up all of your effort and all of your margin in order to keep that client happy, then you may not have a business after after this big client's done with you. So that is what I mean by evaluation the d in edge for the competitive edge is disrupt or a disruptive nature what is it that you're doing are we different what's the status quo the d in this particular case we use for the anagram is disrupt but i'd also think you could replace in here value proposition what is the value we're bringing are when when we say we're disruptive to the marketplace what makes us different what makes us different than our competition what are the things you know what are those in that swot analysis what are our strengths and our weaknesses what are those opportunities and those threats that we are looking at how you know how does that actually play out as we're looking at being disruptive and what does that mean is it meaning disruptive because we're so much better in a certain way or a certain place that we can command a much more uh, a much more premium price or we uh, Or are we disruptive because we save tons of time? Are we disruptive because we just are doing it so differently than what the industry is used to today? Those are all what I like to talk about as the parts of the value proposition. So even though we're using the D for disrupt, you could replace that with different you could put in value proposition there you could put there's a variety of things you could insert into the d area to talk about once we've evaluated the situation then we are disrupting the situation we're adding value we're changing the way people are you know buying we're changing the process we're changing things about the system and the marketplace offering that disruption maybe the disruption just buys us more marketing dollars. Maybe we find out that, you know, bolting it you know, our product or service to the back of a sea turtle uh, doesn't make it go any faster or run any smoother, but it buys us a ton of, you know, publicity or advertising because people, it's just so different and so unique that that is becomes a disruptive factor. Again, that's part of the evaluation process. Now, as we move into the value proposition, the disruption or how we're different works out really well, right? the the g for me is probably one of the the most important because there's the giver's heart or the giver's mindset, which is the G. So you've evaluated the situation, you you figured out what your disruption is going to be and how you're going to change or be different than the market and show value and add value to the system. But now you have to do it from a giver's heart, from a giver's mindset. There was a thing in the news a few. Well, it's been probably over a year ago now, but several months ago, where a new CEO took over and. More than, you know, raise the price of an epinephrine pen, an EpiPen that is for allergy sufferers. So if you you were highly allergic to a peanut and you ended up eating one by accident or having peanut butter or something in your food, you could go into anaphylactic shock. So folks with high, you know, risk allergies would carry a EpiPen with them. And what would happen in this particular case is a new CEO came along and said, okay, this is something that you have to have. It's not a nice to have, so let's just keep raising the price. And I think they ended up making like six or seven hundred percent margin. I don't remember the exact numbers, but the CEO was not acting from a giver's heart. Obviously, he was maximizing the amount of profit he was making on the suffering of someone else. So when I say you have to have a competitive edge and the G is a giver's heart or a giver's mindset is that you have to be humble. You have to have that humility that even if you're just crushing your competition, because you're doing so many different things different you're disrupting the marketplace you're executing like a wild man and you've evaluated the scenario and things are going really well that giver's heart kicks in and you know you say okay there's there are things here that we can do for in the marketplace that just don't end up putting our competition out of business but they reach out an olive branch and maybe collaborate or maybe find a way that what they have where they have a value proposition that, that fills in maybe a couple of gaps that yours has. And you could end up working together to get one plus one equals 11 rather than two in this particular case. So so keeping a humble heart, remembering that the next time it might be your competition that's crushing you, the market may change on a dime. I Use the story all the time of the guy who just invested, you know, twenty-five million dollars in in equipment to press vinyl records uh, the day before the CD came out in mass production. So all of a sudden, he had this twenty-five million-dollar capital investment with all of this new equipment installed, and people stopped buying vinyl records. Well, at least in mass. So you ended up, you know, the technology change changed that person's marketplace. And the the same can be said for a variety of different technologies. How would you like to be the guy making cassette tapes or duplicating cassette tapes when digital streaming came along or when the iPod came out or, you know, those types of, of services? and technologies that are changing the industry so having a humble heart is to rem- to remember and to remind yourself that you know, there but for the grace. So, you want to make absolutely sure that you're you're remembering that as you walk up. My grandfather used to say, "Be careful of the people's backs that you step on, on your way to the top, because you may need them to be there when you uh, fall from grace to catch you." So, you want to make absolutely sure that you're remembering each and every one of those and have a a humble, you know, just a hu- a sense of humility about you and a a really nice givers heart and a givers mindset so that you can you know empathize with your customer and empathize with your competition and you can bring a better solution to a customer instead of walking in with a swagger and saying this is exactly what you need mr customer you know you listen to what the customer has to say be a little bit more humble maybe take a little bit of their wisdom for having you know, been in that factory for 25 years or maybe understanding. Have you ever borrowed a car from somebody that has to give you instructions on how to start it? Well, you hold up on the gear shift so it's in a firmly in park. You pump the brakes three times and hold it down. You hit the accelerator four times. You turn the key once, let it turn over just a little bit. Then you wait 30 seconds and then you start the car. I mean, those types of instructions i know that i'm dating myself when i talk about that because there's a lot of folks out there that have no idea what i'm talking about because they've never even put a key in an ignition they actually just push a button to start their car (laughs) since they've been driving but those are the types of things that when i when i talk about uh you know the processes that that go behind there if you have a you know, a giver's heart, if you have a humble heart, you understand that that might be your car next time, and you might be driving that, and you'll need to explain that to somebody else. So so that's what the G is. And it can be replaced again. Even every one of these can be, you know, interchanged with, with other things, like the evaluation could simply be planning or asking the right questions. The D for disruption, as we talked about, could mean difference or value proposition. The G could you know, not only be giver's heart or mindset, but could also be humility and remember to be humble, even in your success, make sure that you're remembering to be humble. And then the last one, another E is for execute. This is probably by far my favorite. Uh, I believe in my heart of hearts that a good plan well executed today is better than a perfect plan tomorrow. Because the plan itself is not going to hold up. We've all, you know, there's a very famous uh, quote from a, a famous general, and I can't remember who it is now off the top of my head. But, you know, I think it might have been General Patton. I'm not sure. But they said that the ba- every battle plan falls apart when it comes in contact with the enemy. So having a plan and doing all the training and everything else that goes along with that to build that muscle memory and have all of the parts and pieces and everything that you need to be successful only only falls apart or every time falls apart when it comes in contact with the enemy so a well-executed plan i can tell you this means that you have flexibility you are you're watching you're evaluating again from that 90,000 foot view you're looking at what are the things that i can do how can i zig or zag in order to make my plan more effective on the fly because what's actually happening is is that you you can go through every possible scenario in your mind and you can train for all of those possible scenarios and sure as the world is round the the first time that it comes in contact with the actual customer they're going to throw a curveball at you, and it's going to be completely different, and you're going to have to you know, be able to be flexible. You're going to have to be, as they say, light on your feet. You're going to have to be able to think on your feet. You're going to have to be able to come up with those uh, solutions on the fly, which then helps you because when you fall back to the evaluation, you can look at it in your mind's eye in a much larger picture, and you're able to come back and say, oh, okay, well, here, let's look at this. That's a, that makes perfect sense now. I, I wondered why that was there and this was there, but now it makes sense because you know. then whatever the scenario is. That is why the execution part of the plan is so important. What parts of the plan can I execute extremely well and make sure that they work? And then the parts that aren't working exactly the way we planned, what's the fallback? what's plan b c d e and f what are we going to do about those particular scenarios that are changing or ever changing when they come in contact with a client that's why execution to me is one of the most important if you have a good product management team if you have a good project management team if you have a good project engineer or a product engineer that is helping you uh you know to install you know if you if you've got an applications engineer that's with you on a very technical installation you may have a set of plans that you believe are going to be how you're going to install it and when you get there you find out that the you know the the power voltage is different the plumbing is different whatever it happens to be what you're whatever you're working on Maybe wasn't 100% accurate on the planning, maybe wasn't exactly the way it was, you know, on the what we call as built drawings, you know, so maybe the drawings weren't exactly the way that they were in real life. So you end up having to improvise, right? You need to improvise what's happening when you actually get to the field. That's exactly what execution is all about. So could you replace the word, you know, execution with improvisation or replace execution and executing that uh, that well-thought-out uh, plan with, you know, project management? Sure, you could. So getting the competitive edge basically boils down to this. We've spent all of this time talking about, you know, this these four letters and how they actually break down but having a competitive edge just means the same thing that we always talk about and that is make sure you have a good plan make sure that you are doing things the right way with the right moral compass for the right reasons which is that humility and parts and pieces we talk about make sure that you have The value proposition clear, concise, and easy to explain to a customer so they know exactly what they're getting, how they're paying for it, what they're paying for, and what the value proposition is of that product or service they're buying from you. And then make sure that you're building immense amounts of trust and they know you, they like you, they trust you and then execute 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 make sure that the plans and the things that you talk about part of the execution is you know making sure you communicate making sure that if there's a snag the customer knows about it it's so much easier to solve that problem prior to it being a problem (laughs) as they say i really appreciate you guys this week uh coming up with this i did not believe that this was the direction we were going at the beginning of the week because there were so many different uh things going on in social media this week and people talking about different aspects of sales and marketing and we somehow the the word competitive edge came out and then people started asking questions and having these conversations about being the best the goat the greatest of all time and that all kind of came around to uh we talked a lot about training we talked a lot about preparation we talked a lot about uh you know just having this innate ability to be better than than someone else but it still doesn't that doesn't give you that competitive edge that we talked about, right? You have you have to have the ability, but then you have to train. You have to practice. You have to do it over and over and over and over again in order to get really, really good at it. You wanna have a competitive edge. Take all of these things, be an evaluator. Find what it is that you do that's disruptive. Have a giver's heart and be humble execute your plan extremely well and make absolutely sure that you are communicating with your customer get them to know you like you and trust you and do the right thing each and every time even when nobody's watching and i promise you'll be a better sales and marketing sales representative and a marketing representative for your company great great uh, topics this week I really appreciate all of the listeners remember how to get a hold of me it's real simple at sales with Sully on Instagram on Twitter and of course on Facebook you can find me on LinkedIn Scott Sullivan every single week we meet right here on inspired news radio and we talk about sales and we talk about marketing we talk about the things that are interesting to you the the questions the comments the concerns that you have whether you are first day into your new career as a sales professional or you're like me and you've been doing it for 35 years and there's always something you're either giving or you're learning or you're passing on some of that knowledge to somebody else so you're either learning or teaching all the time I so appreciate you guys listening don't forget to subscribe thanks for coming back each and every week to listen to sales with Sully And remember what I say (laughs) every single time when we sign off. It's real simple. Everybody out there makes great products and services, so go out and sell something. You've been listening to Sales with Sully on inspirednewsradio.com. We take your sales and marketing questions each week on Twitter at Sales with Sully, hashtag INR, and like us on Facebook. On behalf of your host, Scott Sullivan, and the entire Sales with Sully team, thanks for listening